is our world becoming more and more unhappy each and every year? And who is the one who is stealing all our happiness away? Horse and ladder, horse, horse and ladder, horse and ladder, horse, horse and ladder. <laughs> Actually, I should probably stop. I know you're cringing and I know I'm cringing. And you know what the reality is? We're still working on it. But hi, this is Sam. I'm your host, the host of the Horse and Ladder podcast. It's a podcast where we look at different setbacks each week and we find tips and ladders to help us climb back to where we last started. And for this week, we're going to be talking all about happiness and why so many of us are getting less and less of it each and every year. And, and we're going to ultimately find out who is the one who's stealing all our happiness away. So let's begin this conversation with a definition of happiness. Even though there's so many different ways of defining what happiness is, we're going to be honing in and focusing on one single definition today. And the definition of happiness that we're going to be looking at is that happiness is a feeling that we feel when our reality matches up and aligns with our expectations. Therefore, when, we, uh, when our expectations don't match up, when they don't align with our expectations, that's when we won't feel happy. Instead, we'll feel sad. So let's go and explore a couple of situations where our expectations can really mess with our happiness. So our first situation here is we're going to be looking at who we set our expectations on. You see, the world can be divided into two groups of people, people that we can set our expectations on and people that we don't set our expectations on. When we set expectations on people, it does something very strange with our relationship with them. It actually makes us more vulnerable and dependent on them. We actually get more personally invested in what they do and now their actions, their performance, as well as their lives now affect ours as well. And most importantly, we also give them control over our happiness. Now, here's a perfect example of this. And uh, we're going to use an example of a Super Bowl party, right? Families all gather together to go uh, have a Super Bowl party at a, at a person's house. And everybody who loves football is glued to the TV and everyone else in the family who doesn't care, they'll usually be found spending more time around the snack table. Now, here's the interesting thing. People who love football will tend to set their expectation on one of the teams to win. By doing so, they make themselves vulnerable and dependent on that team that they're rooting for, right? They're investing themselves in that team and they will care about how that team will perform throughout the entire game. If that team loses, that person who's watching will become sad. If they win, if that team wins, that person will then become happy. So by setting our expectations on a specific team, we're making our happiness dependent on them as well. Now, here's the interesting thing. Out of all the people at the Super Bowl party, the people who have the lowest chance of losing their happiness um, at the Super Bowl party are actually the people who don't even care about the game. 
Um, and the reason why is because they don't set their expectation on either of the teams to win. Uh, and therefore, they're going to be less likely to feel sad once the game is over. Now, wait a second. Are you saying that the key to happiness is to stop setting expectations on people, to live life always at the snack table and never in front of the TV rooting for a team? <laughs> and the answer is no. No, it's, it's totally okay to set expectations on people around you. But here's the thing, we need to be selective and careful about who we set our expectations on. If there are people uh, in our lives who are constantly hurting and disappointing us in our homes, in our families, in our schools, in our workplaces, or even our communities, we need to ask ourselves, do we really want to allow this person to be in control of my happiness? Do we really want to let them influence our happiness? Because if we do, then we'll continue to set expectations on them. But you'll probably want to tune and adjust those expectations to be more realistic in the future. But if you don't want to allow this person to hijack your happiness any longer, maybe it's time to take a break and stop imposing your expectations on them. Maybe when you finally relax your expectations, you will also make yourself less vulnerable and dependent on them as well. So ultimately, we need to be more careful about who we're setting our expectations on. So the next question comes, we need to ask, when do we need to turn off our expectations? To explain this, I want to share a story of when my wife went to one of the most strangest restaurants I have ever heard. Um, and this was a couple of months ago, but my wife went with her friends to this restaurant. Um, and at this restaurant, the very first red flag about this restaurant, or the strange thing about this restaurant, was that they were greeted by a hostess who was completely blind. Um, this blind hostess gave them a bunch of menus. They had to choose their dish dishes. They had to order their, their food before they entered into the dining room. And when they, they were done ordering all their food, all, my, my wife and all her friends had to link arms, and then they were led single file by the waitress into the dining room. And when they finally entered into the dining room of the restaurant, they were shocked because the dining room at the restaurant was pitch black. You literally couldn't see anything at all. You couldn't even see your hand in front of you. That was how pitch black it was. And here's the most interesting part of their meal. Since they couldn't see anything, they couldn't set any expectations on any of the food they were about to eat. You see, when a dish was served, they didn't know what it looked like. They had no idea what it even was, and therefore they couldn't make any assumptions or judgments about it. And here's the special thing. Since they couldn't see their dish, they were more mindful and attentive to feeling every single texture of the food with their hands. They, they, they spent more time trying to smell the aroma of the food with their noses, and, and they actually felt more sensitivity in their tongue as they're tasting the food. And here's the crazy thing. They ended up enjoying the food so much more. The foods, they reported the food tasting so much better and so much more intense when they temporarily set their expectations aside. Because when they did that, they can appreciate the present moment, the present dish so much more intensely. 
You know, even if they were being served a simple vanilla ice cream, being in the dark and not being able to judge the ice cream before it was tasted allowed them to enjoy it even more. So sometimes if we want to be happier and enjoy the different moments in our lives much more intensely, we sometimes need to put on metaphorical blindfolds. And when we do this, we're temporarily turning off our expectations and we might be delightedly surprised, right? So here we come to the third uh, reason why our expectations can sometimes mess with our happiness. And the reason why this happens is that our expectations tend to grow. They grow whenever our expectations are achieved. You see, when I was younger, I loved weightlifting. Uh, I started in high school. I got really into it um, in university, right? But my favorite piece of equipment in the gym was the bench press. And I remember when I first started off, you know, I wasn't very strong. I was shocked to discover that the bench press, the bar itself without any plates on it, it already weighed 50 pounds. It was heavy. <laughs> and when my best friend added um, some weight to either side, it ended up being weighing a total of 110 pounds. And I remember um, I was a lot skinnier back then, but I, it was a struggle. It was a struggle to try to bench press that 110 pound weight, right? But here's the cool thing. After a couple of weeks of practicing, lifting more of those dumbbells and weights, I was finally able to bench press 110 pounds. It sounds more impressive than it really is though. <laughs> but, but when I bench press 110 pounds um, properly, and that was the very first time I did it, I remember being so happy. I was so proud of myself. I was so happy. But here's the crazy thing. The very next day, as I bench pressed 110 pounds, once again, that second time, I was no longer as happy. And the reason why was because after I achieved my expectations, after I achieved my goals, my expectations on myself suddenly increased. Instead of lifting 110 pounds, I now expected myself to lift 120 pounds in the future. And for the next couple of weeks, I couldn't do it. All I could bench press was 110 pounds over and over again. And I was no longer happy, even though 110 pounds is something that did make me happy when I first achieved it. Now that my expectations are increased, I have to now lift more weight before I can hit the same threshold for happiness. And you see, if we continue to achieve our expectations over and over again, and we're just always successful, then we're going to continually and unintentionally bump up our expectations higher and higher. And here's the crazy thing. We begin to lose our sensitivity and our ability to appreciate the good things that may sometimes fall well below our current expectations. And even if we couldn't lift or bench press 250 pounds, can we at least appreciate that we're able to lift 110 pounds a day? That's already pretty impressive. And, and maybe we can even appreciate the other things, right? Um, that maybe that aren't falling on our list of goals. Maybe even a hot bath that we took or a delicious meal that we, we had. Or maybe even a nice book we read before bed. Maybe we can appreciate those things as well, even if it's not on our goals list. 
right? Because there's a lot of good and pleasing things that fall well below our expectations and our goal list. But when we start to show more gratitude and appreciation, even for the very small things, we may start to discover, rediscover moments of happiness that we might've missed before. And we might notice these moments of happiness more often throughout our day. And this brings us to our fourth and final reason to why we lose our happiness. And this happens, this final, fourth and final way is that we start to compare ourselves with others. When we start to compare ourselves with others, it's dangerous because when we start to do this, we start to align our expectations with what other people think will give us happiness. You see, the marketing department in all businesses know this, and that's why they're willing to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a single Instagram influencer to make them post a picture of their company's boots. If we start to align our expectations to what other people say is cool, we risk no longer having expectations on ourselves that align with our own personal values. And after a while, we start to live out the lifestyle and values of someone else rather than being our true selves. You see, in this circumstance, we stop being able to truly experience authentic and personalized happiness because we're meant, we, we were meant to meet and live out the expectations that match with our own personal values, not the values and expectations of other people, and surely not the values and expectations of a company that's trying to make you buy things. You see, in the end, if we find ourselves mindlessly scrolling through Instagram late at night and comparing ourselves with others, we should probably stop. Instead, we should pull out a journal and write down, hey, what are our core values? And we should start writing down and reflecting, hey, what are the ways that I am going to personally meet those values and goals in my own unique and authentic way. So now that we've flushed out how our expectations can really throw off our ability to enjoy happiness, here comes the big question. The big question is who is really the person who's taking away our happiness? Is it really our parents? Is it really your boss? Or maybe the real Grinch who has been stealing away our happiness is the person who's staring back at us in the mirror. Maybe we are the ones who are responsible for sabotaging our own happiness most of the time since we are the ones who are really in control of our expectations. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Did you see that coming? Did you see that plot twist coming? Because in my life, I surely didn't. <laughs> because I think in the, the, the reality in my life, there are so many seasons of sadness and pain that I've had to personally walk through. And, and so many times I caught myself blaming other people for my own loss of happiness. And, and here's the beautiful thing. When we start to fine tune our expectations of others and of ourselves, we start to discover that life and all the events that take place in it are actually more neutral than painful. We are often the ones tormenting ourselves so much more and making life so much more painful for ourselves 
then it really has to be. So let's stop, reflect, and readjust our expectations. And here's the thing, showing gratitude and thanks, thankfulness every single day is an awesome way to help us reset and retune these expectations. So thank you so much for listening and being part of this journey with me. And if you find this podcast helpful and you don't want to miss any more future episodes or my cringe-worthy theme songs, uh, please do subscribe to the Horse and Ladder podcast. And we will see you next time.